One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Kilowatt. My name is Bodie, and I am your host, and we are recording early today. There's not a lot of news this week so far. There could always be something that happens on Thursday or Friday, but I have time to record today, so I want to get the show out early, or excuse me, on time, so I'm going to record early. Let's talk about the thing I like this week, which is a show on Apple TV called Mythic Quest Raven's Banquet. Um, excuse me, kick the box. If you're a video game nerd, then you're going to like this show. I worked for THQ in their motion capture division. I was a contract worker. I didn't actually work for the company itself. So I know a little bit about this subject, and I watched it, and I really loved it. I watched it at work with less nerdy people, and they did not enjoy it as much, but they still, you know, they laughed, maybe politely, but they laughed. But I thought it was great. It's a really great show. So if you are a video game nerd or in the video game industry or anything like that, it's kind of like Silicon Valley. Not as cleverly written, but it's still really good. There is a character named Joe, and she's a personal assistant. And so far, she's my favorite character. I've only seen about four episodes. I think there's a total of eight. I didn't have time to do this last week, but I want to thank our Patreon supporters. Without you, it would be very difficult for me to do this show because it is kind of expensive. First person I want to thank this week is John. Now, John is moving on because he has decided to pursue other interests, but he's been a Patreon supporter for some time. And this is something I totally understand. Everybody's going to move on or lose interest or the show's changing and they're not a big fan of it. And I'm not saying this is what is going on with John. He sent me a very nice note. And he's just moving on to other interests. But I want to thank John for being a part, not only of the show, because he emailed me often and we talked on Slack, but also being a Patreon supporter. So it really means a lot to me that you stuck with us so long, John. Thank you very much. And uh, good luck on your other interests. I also want to thank Ian and Cameron, Sierra, who's my kid, James from Canada, who's the very first Patreon supporter, Chip, Ryan, uh, Ryan just got a new Model 3. It's really exciting. Dale, Don, Nate, Mark, Leon, Chris, Karen, and James from the U.S. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the show. I really appreciate it. If you would like to support the show or at least see what we got going, you can go to patreon.com forward slash kilowatt or support kilowatt.com. That'll take you to the Patreon page. We have two levels. Uh, we got the $1 level where you just get access to the extended Patreon show and the Patreon feed. 
And then we have the $5 level where you get access to the Patreon feed, the kilowatt Slack access and uh, sticker. You get a sticker no matter what level you, you contribute. So I want to thank and sincerely thank all of the Patreon supporters. It really means a lot that you help support the show. I do make some things publicly available, so you can go on there and take a peek at those, and you don't have to support the show or follow the show or anything like that. In our Patreon exclusive this week, we are going to talk about researchers creating oxygen from moon dust, which is insane. I'm really excited to share that with you. It should be really cool. Okay, so let's get to the regular show. Fred Lambert of Electric and Green Car Reports, Benched Halverson. So bad with names. If you've been considering purchasing an Audi e-tron, you should purchase it through Costco. That is if you live in North America. Costco is a discount warehouse where you can buy, you know, 30 gallons of mayonnaise for 10 bucks. Anyway, back to the car. You can save up to $13,000 on the purchase of a 2019 Audi e-tron, which is a pretty significant savings. The deal goes through the end of March 2020. So if you're on the fence about an e-tron, go to Costco if you live in North America again. Uh, along the same lines with the Audi e-tron here, some EV owners, Audi e-tron owners, are getting an alert that their oil needs to be changed as they approach, you know, 10,000 miles. I'm going to be honest, it's it's not really a surprise that they're getting this error. I'm sure that the e-tron shares code with a bunch of other Audi vehicles and the Audi software engineers just didn't comment out the alert to the owners that the oil needs to be changed. It's not a big deal, but it is funny. Inside EVs, Mark Kane. Battery constraints are making production of the Jaguar I-Pace difficult. Jaguar is getting their sales from LG Chem's Poland manufacturing plant. Jaguar currently only sells about 1,500 I-Paces a month, which is about 18,000 a year. If you go by the 2019 numbers, it's not a lot. So the positive thing is that I-Pace isn't really selling a ton of cars, so only a few people are going to be inconvenienced by this. I think the bigger story here is that LG's chem plant in Poland uh, isn't rocking and rolling. LG's a pretty significant supplier of battery cells, so I wonder what's going on there. I'm going to watch it, and I'll get back to you if I find out any more information on that. Fred Lambert of Electric has our next story. Tesla has filed a patent for new aluminum alloys that not only maintain high yield strength, but they're also highly conductive. These alloys will be used to die cast electric parts for their vehicles. Now, I'm just going to say this. It's a patent. It's not a product. So Tesla's going to patent a lot of things. So we don't know if this is something that will actually find its way to the market or if Tesla's just patenting it because you know, they got an idea and they wanted to patent it. Tesla Roddy's Joey Klinder. Tesla's parts catalog for the Model 3 now shows an air suspension system. Initially, the Model 3 was going to come with a smart air suspension system similar to the Model S and Model X, but eventually Tesla cut that feature. You know what? I'm not going to hold my breath that this air suspension system is actually going to make it into the Model 3. I don't know why it's there. Elon has said in the past that this is not something that's going to come to the Model 3, but if it did, it, that would really be fantastic. Fred Lambert has our next story of electric. The next Tesla April company talk will be held at Giga New York in Buffalo. Now, Elon did mention in the earnings call that the 
battery and powertrain investor day would be held in April. So we don't know if they are taking this Tesla April company talk and combining the battery and powertrain investor day into one talk, which would make sense because you had an event on the West Coast where journalists could come to. And then companies will typically have an event on the other coast, the, the East Coast, so that East Coast journalists can get there easier. So it kind of spreads the love around a little bit. But again, we don't know if these are going to be the same talks. My assumption is they will be. So let's pretend that they are the powertrain and battery investor day and the Tesla April company talk. Oof, those are terrible names. Let's assume that on the same day at the same location. Um, I would imagine they're also going to talk about Tesla energy since it's at the Gigafactory in New York. Elon said that they will offer customer and media tours at the Gigafactory Buffalo or New York. Um, Elon has also confirmed that Solar Roof will be coming to Europe and China. He said the initial announcement will be coming soon, and I'm assuming that will be at that same talk. A couple side notes about Gigafactories. Giga Shanghai is back up and running after the production was halted because of coronavirus, and Tesla is applying for $100 million in subsidies for Gigafactory Berlin. So we'll see where that goes. Fred Lambert of Electric has our next story. According to Electric, Tesla is building a pilot battery cell manufacturing line at Fremont. Now, we've been hearing rumors about Tesla building their own battery cells for months, if not at least a year. Electric is basing this information off of a job posting at the Fremont factory. The job posting is for a pilot line production engineer cell engineering. And here's part of the job description. Tesla's cell manufacturing engineering group is looking for a highly motivated equipment development engineer to accelerate our next generation battery cell manufacturing program. This role will be involved in the design development, commissioning, and ramping of high throughput equipment while working in a cross-functional team to test, validate, and roll out process and product design changes. Based on that little snippet from the job announcement, I can see where it's Electric is drawing these conclusions. Let's see, last year, Tesla also acquired Hybar Systems, which is a Canadian company that makes equipment that can manufacture battery cells. So this is becoming more and more likely that this will be a thing. However, I just want to point out that Tesla has not made any announcements. So this is just guesswork at this point. But I do tend to agree with Electric on this point. Let's just say the... Evidence is compelling, but not definitive. Joey Klinder of Teslarati has her next story. TireRack.com, which is a place that you can go online and buy tires for your vehicle, has the sizes for the Model Y long range and performance models. Now, in the story, it says this information was leaked, but I was actually able to go to TireRack's website and pull the information up, so I don't think it's leaked. I think it's just on there. Because if it was leaked, it would have been down by now. So I was curious as to what it would cost to put a set of four tires on a Model Y. And it looks like the cheapest option for the 19-inch wheels would be $138.99 per tire for a total of $599.96. These are just for the tires. They're not for installation, by the way. The most expensive option for the Model Y Performance tire law let's see 19 inch would be 316.99 per tire which is 
$1,267 for a set of four. Uh, for the 21-inch wheels, for the performance, you actually have to have different sizes for the front and for the back. But it's looking like $365-ish, and that would end up being like $1,437 for a set of four. And then we have the long-range 19-inch. Uh, let's just call it the set of four. It's the same price, pretty much $556 for a set of four and then $1,267 for the more expensive set. For the 20-inch wheels, we're looking at $850 for the most affordable set versus $1,517 for the most expensive set. I really don't have anything else to add on this subject. The only thing I care about in terms of tires is do they fit the car and how expensive are they? I know a lot of other people go into the different materials that make up the tire and all this other stuff. I don't understand any of that. I don't understand tires. I know that they're round and they roll, and that's really what's most important to me. I will say I think the most expensive set of tires that I've put on a vehicle that I own was a about 850 bucks that was installed. So to me, these numbers seem a little high, but I'm also really cheap. So don't listen to what I have to say on this subject. Next story, Joey Klinder of Teslarati again. A few years ago, we talked about injuries at the Fremont factory, and it was uh, it was an epidemic, and the media was really critical of Tesla, and I was really critical of Tesla's approach to fix the issue. And initially, it didn't seem like Tesla was taking the problem seriously. They were saying, well, it's better than the automotive industry average, which we don't, I don't really know if that was true or not. Anyway, the whole point was Tesla did put some steps into place to correct the issue. And it sounds like they are making some really good progress. But my whole view on this kind of thing is it's the employer's responsibility to ensure that the employees go home as whole, H-W-O-L-E, as they came to work. So if they, so if they came to work uh, with all their fingers and toes and arms and legs, then they should go home with all their fingers and toes and arms and legs. That's, that's my opinion. It's the employer's responsibility to ensure that happens to the best of their ability. I understand that there are accidents, and I also understand that there are employees that are doing things they have no business of doing. So I'm, I'm reasonable about this. But anyway, let's talk about the good news. Injuries have decreased by 50% from 2018 to 2019, and we already know they were down in 2018 from previous years. According to OSHA, Tesla's safety record keeping is 99% accurate. So kudos to Tesla for that. All right. Clean Technica's Kyle Field, right after, or maybe it was right before, Tesla unveiled the Cybertruck, Trevor Milton, Nikola Motor CEO, offered a pickup truck design to Tesla that they weren't going to use. And basically, this was just a way to get a little bit of attention, I think. Milton now says that they've been working, they being Nikola Motors, has been working on a pickup truck pickup project for years. And honestly, I'm not surprised about that. Um, they are going to be leveraging their semi-technology to build a hydrogen electric hybrid pickup truck, which seems pretty cool. Nikola will be partnering with an OEM manufacturer, we don't know which one, uh, to build the Badger, which is what they're calling it, the Nikola Badger. Here are some of the details that we know right now. 
It's a four-door vehicle, five seats, 600-mile range. And in that range, it's uh, 300 miles on battery power and 300 miles on hydrogen power. Zero to 60 in 2.9 seconds. The battery will be 120 kilowatt hour battery. I think that's at the largest. The hydrogen will be able to carry eight kilograms of hydrogen, which doesn't seem like a lot. It'll have a towing capacity of 8,000 pounds. The dimensions will be a little longer than 19 feet, which is about what the Tesla is, seven feet wide and six feet tall. So that's right about what the Cybertruck is. I don't remember exact numbers, but it's pretty close. Up to 906 horsepower, that's peak, and then it'll have a continuous horsepower of 455 horsepower. Let's see, continuous. 980 foot-pounds of torque, and it'll be priced somewhere between sixty dollars and $90,000. So uh, pretty compelling if they can get it out. That's pretty cool. All right, folks, that's it. That's the whole show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I really appreciate it. If you want to email me, it's Bodie, B-O-D-I-E, at 918digital. You can also hit me up on Twitter, at 918digital. And what else can you do here? Oh, you can go to supportkilowatt.com and take a look at our Patreon page. And that's it. That's the whole show. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Hope you have a wonderful week, and I will talk to you on next Friday. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.